Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Thursday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Wednesday. Um, India. Oh, what do we do about India? Can we do anything about India? Um, meanwhile, elsewhere, uh, you've got to pay people to get vaccinated, apparently. And um, why is that? Uh, is it because people are listening to too many conspiracy theories? We'll cover off all of this, but first up, um, are we going to get free GP visits? Is that something that's going to happen out of these health reforms? Ask anyone who's worked in A&E, and they'll tell you far too many people use it because it is free. It is their first point of contact with the health system. Hang around five or six hours uh, to be seen, yeah, okay, but that's better than going to the GP and forking out $40, $50, $60 for a consultation. Right now, GPs can pretty much charge what the market will stand for their skills. They are private businesses. So, naturally enough... People don't go to the GP unless they're really sick or they're forking out more for private insurance and they can claim it back. The cost of that short visit then is a disincentive to getting early treatment and saving a person trying to ride something out. Sometimes things don't get better. They end up getting worse and left long enough. People end up in really dire straits, having to call an ambulance, ending up as a genuine emergency patient, all because... We put up a financial barrier to a quick, easy, and most likely much cheaper solution. If we were bold, we would not just make GP visits free for everyone. If we wanted to be really bold, really proactive, we'd also offer an annual check free to everyone. And that way pick up a whole lot of treatable illness before it becomes life-threatening. Yes, We would need more doctors at the front end for sure, but a heck of a lot less ambulances at the bottom of the cliff and a lot less women cluttering up A&E with their costs. It's a hard one to want, because, you know, how can you do the sums? You don't really know what the cost savings would be if people are less likely to go in A&E and more likely to go to the GP if it's free, do you? Um, What does Kerry think? This is tricky. I'm just going to try and do some sums while we listen to her. Should, I guess the questions come down to, should GP visits be free? Should we look at rewarding people who are doing the right thing? To encourage people to do so. To see that as the standard, rather than constantly fixing people who don't do the right thing. Maybe set standards for excellence and achievement, rather than constantly, constantly looking at the people who aren't meeting the mark and aren't doing the right thing. When it comes to who's going to pay for it all, is this the sort of essential spending we should be doing? I would, I would argue yes. And in fact, it should have been done you know, in the first term. Health was neglected. Yes, you could spend every cent of tax revenue on health and still there'd be people saying, well, what about me? We need more. But I think this is exactly in the post-COVID world where we should be spending money, focusing on getting our population healthy, mentally healthy, physically healthy, boosting the actual bricks and mortar so that we've got a health system that's fit for purpose for the next 50-odd years. I mean, it, obviously it should all be free, shouldn't it? Just like the dentist should be and probably the optometrist should be. But we can't afford it, can we? It's the... Well, can we? 
It's got you thinking, hasn't it? Or has it? <laughs> um, let's... I don't know what's going on. Um, right, uh, let's go to India now. I'm from Delhi where the condition is really dire at the moment. Mm. Yes. Um, I spoke to my mum almost every day. Um, I think um, IPL should shut down, should be shut down immediately, to be honest. Um, yes. we were, especially people are dying on this, you know. Um, when I talk to my parents, like it's, it's like um, they are burning bodies in the local parks. Yes. And yeah. um, there's not enough space. And... Uh, the bodies are literally coming in every second. Are yes. your parents scared, Varun? Um, they have been staying at home. Uh, my dad is asthmatic, so we can't afford to go out. Right. Um, and uh, we have a little, my brother has a little daughter. Yep. Um, so he's been working from home from last one year. Um, my mom is quite religious, so they nothing stops her. But I've told her, like, you know, nothing, whatever happens, doesn't matter. You don't step out of the house at all, whatsoever. Right. Um, so they haven't gone out of the house. She's more scared now even. So they are not going out of the house. Um, they can't afford to. Um, the the block where they live, um, it's it's completely like like a curfew. Hardly people outside. But I think, to be honest with you, the, the people are equally responsible as government. Um, you need to to see that how bad it is and contain yourself at home. Right. Um, I was talking to her yesterday. It was so bad that um, one of the block person got affected with COVID. And uh, it was a five-bedroom house. And uh, and the father died of COVID. They kept the body in one of the bedrooms, wrapped around. Oh, Lord, yeah. Because they were so scared it'll get out. Yeah. But the mom dies the next person. They kept both the bodies in one of the bedrooms, and they were just going on, you know, getting on with their life. Oh, my Good goodness. Lord. I mean, it must be uh, awful, Varun. It's really interesting talking to you because we see the images, but India is not, not my home country. My mum isn't living in Delhi like your mum and dad. How does that, what, what, what goes through your mind when you're watching the images at night on the news or reading the, the web pages? What you... I, see, I see the video. I, I, I talk to mum every second day. Yeah. I'm literally, I'm in tears most of the time, and... Uh, my uncle went out for a walk the other day, just for a quick walk, just outside the house. He walked out. He sees the bodies burning. Jeez, it's hard. it's um, it's a fine line between sort of you know tragedy porn, news porn, and you know getting people to realise how serious the situation is, isn't it? Oh man, oh man. But yeah, I'm probably going to keep um, catching on it in these podcasts anyway because you know we can't forget that that's happening. Whatever we can do, we need to do. Uh, meanwhile, in the states, you've got um, young people not wanting to be vaccinated, and in some places, they're actually paying them. Come on, guys! West Virginia is actually going to pay young people a hundred dollars a pop if they get the vaccine. Yeah, this is actually a hundred dollar savings bond to anybody between sixteen and thirty-five who gets vaccinated. And you know, there's so many parts of the country over here, Andrew, are coming close to to getting over this virus. But you have others that are seeing sort of a a fair number of new cases. And I think the reason they're doing this is because a lot of the younger people here right now, it's been tough getting them to get the shots. A lot of cases, they've been the spreaders, passing the virus on to older people. So the governor there says he's come up with this idea to motivate them to get over the hump. The money's coming from our CARES Act over here, from the government. And it's interesting that they're doing this in West Virginia because I, it, when all this started, when the shots started, the state got off to a pretty good start compared to the rest of the country. But the more they expanded the eligibility 
which we're seeing now, allowing more people to get the shot, the slower the vaccination rate got. And uh, NPR radio over here is saying about 30 percent of the population has been fully vaccinated, but they're just having a hard time with these kids. And they're hoping by offering them some money, more people will step up and get the shot. Yeah, this was always going to be the problem, wasn't it? Um, you know, all the people who were going to get it raced off to get it. And then there's uh, going to be a whole lot of people who don't want to get it. And probably a $100 saving bond isn't going to make any difference either. I'm just wondering, can I go there? Can I get it several times? Like, do you get $100 every time you get it? You know, I know that some vaccines you have to get two shots. Could I get six shots and get 600 bucks? That's what I'm asking. Um, so, of course, anyway, some, the, the reason some people aren't interested is because of all the conspiracy theories, of course. Bill Gates is putting a chip in our brain. It must be a very small chip if you can get it through the needle. Anyway, um, uh, Marcus loves talking about conspiracy theories, doesn't he? And there's a conspiracy survey, and it says that a majority of people in New Zealand or Australia endorse one conspiracy. And I thought, I thought, you pack of lazy researchers, you pack of idiots out there believing man didn't walk on the moon. And then it said that the most popular believed conspiracy was the fact that the All Blacks were poisoned in 1995. When did that become a conspiracy? I thought that was pretty well fact. I thought there was always a book being written that there were British bookmakers in South Africa uh, that decided they wanted to um, game the odds. Uh, they heavily backed South Africa and poisoned us. I don't think that's a conspiracy. So, yeah, I would say as far as that, uh, that survey goes, uh, defend your conspiracy. The other ones are about far lap being poisoned, um, that fluoride's used to dim the minds of people. But, yeah, the most believed, the number one believed conspiracy, all blacks were deliberately poisoned. Well, I'm a yes to that. The second most deliberately, most common conspiracy is the New Zealand government is using 1080 to kill off natural and wild food resources so they can control the food supply. Um, and the third most common conspiracy is the Canterbury earthquakes were deliberately triggered by the US military using EMF pulses. Never heard of that. Then it goes into 5G, the moss shooting fluoride, and LED light bulbs. The New Zealand government is mandating the switch to LED light bulbs because such lights make people more obedient and easier to control. So I'm probably one out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I feel like it's a long way between one and two. Um, because I mean, there are some actual facts to back up the all black poisoning thing. You know, like in that the all blacks were poisoned, whereas the other stuff, there's no facts. Or am I just buying into it? I might be with Marcus on this. I myself, as, as time goes on, more and more with Marcus. Don't be worried. I'm glad you'd be. Don't worry about me. Just join me again tomorrow for another news talk with you, Dean. I'll see you there.